0: Coming up on the Always 100 Podcast, it's the Week 2 Reaction Show in 20 minutes or less. Going to be a good one. Stay tuned. to the Week 2 Reaction Show of the Always 100 Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Quinn. I am the host of the Always 100 Podcast. And please, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, and listen to the show on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify for absolutely free under the name Always 100 Podcasts. If it's Tuesday, that means it's a reaction show Tuesday in 20 minutes or less. Let's get right into it. It was a fantastic weekend of football, and we're going to start in Baltimore Sunday night football on NBC, the, the two-time defending AFC champion, Chiefs are in town, and Lamar and the Ravens can't beat the Chiefs. It's a whole big storyline. Everybody knows what was going to happen, right? So we're sitting down on the first couple plays of the game. The second play of the game, Lamar's got Hollywood Brown wide open. Overthrew him so bad, and landed on I-95. The very next play, he hits Tyron Matthew right between the three and the two. Honey Badger, 53 yards later, touchdown. You couldn't start worse than that, right? And then, the very next possession, Baltimore gets a touchdown on one of the wackiest, craziest plays ever. Um... The running back, I think it was Tyson Williams, got the handoff. He's running scot-free into the end zone. I think Breland knocks the ball out. The ball's up in the air. There's Chiefs all around. Duvernay catches it and plows it into the end zone for the touchdown. This game was zany, wild, and drunk from Jump Street. It was just, it it was one of those nights. And I told Bob that, too. It was going to be one of those nights. Here are my takeaways, main takeaways. First of all, I said last show, Lamar Jackson is the most befuddling yet electric player in the league, and he showed us why. You couldn't have started worse than the guy did two just horrible interceptions. The one, the first one was just, just horrific, to Honey Badger. I know the guy kind of slipped, but I mean, Honey Badger was right there anyway. So that was bad. But then Lamar Jackson showed why he was a former league MVP. Actually having, having the decency to make clutch throws. Throwing the ball down the field. They still, Ravens still don't have a number one receiver. They threw it to Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews played better because we knew he would. He's a phenomenal player. We knew he wasn't going to suck all, all year long. He had an off night, and that's, what, that's exactly what it was. It was just an off night, and he did what he needed to do. But my biggest takeaway is the Chiefs' defense is horrible. I I mean, it 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 it's it's so it's really bad. Like I don't understand how why they're this bad defensively. Um, because individually, Chris Jones is a top one hundred player. Honey Badger is really really good at what he does. They got a couple decent corners. I like Sorensen is an underrated player for them. But as a unit, they stink they couldn't stop baltimore like at all not not even a little bit like it's just it was just crazy this is crazy you you couldn't you couldn't stop them they, couldn't st- they, they could stop them a little bit passing but l- let the ravens decided to say the heck with it you know what we're going to do we're just going to run the ball down your throat because we know you suck <laughs> and that's what they did to the tune of 280 yards rushing I mean, you know, the Chiefs have got to get better on the defensive side of the football if they're going to go anywhere because Patrick Mahomes, yeah, we understand he's a, he's a great player and he's the best quarterback in football in my estimation and that's saying a lot because I'm the biggest Brady fan there is, but Tom Brady's not as talented as this dude and he's two decades younger. He's the best quarterback in football, man. Some of these throws this guy was making was just was just unbelievable. The touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey was ju- I mean, like, there's not, like, there might be two quarterbacks in the league that would even try that play, and there's probably only one tight end in the league other than Gronk that can make that play after the catch, and it's probably uh, Travis Kelsey. So, this game was a great game. Uh... The Chief, I have a big issue with the Chiefs, too, because Clyde Edwards-Alaire has not, has not worked out. The, the, the Chiefs haven't had a running game. Really, I mean, if you take Jamal Charles out, they haven't had a decent running back since Larry Johnson. Or Priest Holmes, who was always hurt for the Chiefs back in those days. So they haven't had a, haven't had a competent running game since Larry Johnson in 2005. I mean, get it fixed, Kansas City. Get it get it fixed because Edward Delara is not the answer. He he's too small and he fumbled the ball. That that guy knocked the ball out of his hands like he, like it wasn't even there. Like they gotta fix that. Baltimore gets to go face the Detroit Lions, so that so that's good for them. Uh, Detroit's not very good, so uh, Detroit's gonna be zero and three. So, Baltimore get get a nice little gift win there in, in, in Ford Field. And that place will be like 50% Ravens fans, maybe 60 And the Chiefs get to play the Chargers, who we're going to talk about right now. Chargers-Cowboys is next up on my list of things to talk about. Uh, pretty good game. This game had no flow to it though whatsoever because Tony Corenti was the referee. And his mom is probably hearing this would probably tell you she's not a real big fan of Tony Correnti and has a history with just her just genuine dislike for that man and what she has done to the Dallas what he has done to the Dallas Cowboys in the past. So she you you would like to think that she was jumping for joy at four twenty five when she saw that Tony Correnti was the referee. So um a lot of penalties were called. A lot of penalties. No real flow. Uh, I'll start with the Chargers' side of the ball. My, Mike Williams talking all that trash about the Cowboys. Well, yeah, pretty good game. Pretty good game. He, he was lined up on Anthony Brown. I mean, look, Anthony Brown is five ten on a good day. Mike Williams is six five. I mean, it was a, it was a mismatch. Diggs did the best he could on uh, on Keenan Allen and did a pretty good job of it. it had a really really impressive interception, um, so I, I mean I, I was really impressed at the, really how the Cowboys handled uh, the two best receivers on the team. But look, uh, the Chargers had two touchdowns called back due to penalty. I mean they they they're still the Chargers. They like Justin Herbert is going to get sick and tired of, one, having his home stadium be overran by the opposing team. I mean, Cowboy, Cowboys fans are everywhere anyway. But I told y'all on last week's show that that was a Cowboys home game, a glorified home game in in, in California. That's all it was. And when you, when you turned on CBS, whether you were sitting in the house with, with your loved ones or you were out like me hanging with your friends... All you saw was a sea of dark blue. It was just dark blue everywhere, everywhere you look, on the Cowboys sideline, on the Chargers sideline, in the upper deck, in the lower bowl, next to Jim and Tony, beside, but you know, beside the security guard by, by the north tunnel of SoFi Stadium. I mean, it is just Cowboys fans everywhere. Okay, so they don't have a home field advantage. First of all, they had two they had two touchdowns called back by penalty. And then the Cowboys, who actually smartened up, and you're like, you know what? I know Dak Prescott could throw 58 times and throw for 400 yards anytime he wants to pretty much. But you know what we got also have? We have a $90 million running back who was the number four pick in the draft. And we got this dude, Tony Pollard, who's pretty damn good. So let's just give him the ball. Give him the ball a lot. And run behind Zach Martin. I think that's a good idea. I don't know about y'all, but that's a good idea to me. So run the ball behind Zach Martin and get the ball to Zeke and Tony Pollard. Uh, that's how you get two touchdowns at 182 yards rushing. That'll work. If you're the Cowboys, take that, because that'll work. Because you can't do that against Tampa. They had the best run defensive football. Sorry, you weren't doing that against them. So, it, it, look, a very impressive win. I was really... But, look, the only thing I have about the Cowboys is, one, they're still the Cowboys. It's only week two. They got the Eagles Monday night. And to be quite honest, I'm not sure what to make of that. All I know is it's very watchable because it's Cowboys, Eagles, and they hate each other's guts. So, like, just on that alone, I'm going to watch the game. But I don't know what to make of the Cowboys. Because if you're telling me that this defense has turned a new leaf and now has decided to get a defensive coordinator that's telling these corners to catch the ball when it hits them right in the hands, okay? And then you get Randy Gregory back off of COVID. Hopefully he's going to be okay. You get DeMarcus Lawrence back about another six, seven weeks. Okay? You get Vanderez. I-, I mean, Vanderez decided to show up. There was a wolf hunter sighting in Southern California. I didn't know wolves existed out there. But he showed up. He had a sack finally. He he actually did something because he was on the field. Same thing for Jalen Smith. They actually did something. Okay, like if you tell me the Cowboys' defense is gonna play like this, they're gonna be hell to deal with because that offense ain't gonna score no twenty points every game, especially when they get Michael Gallup back, and now you got Amari, and Ceedee Lamb is it's just. He's just a great player. He's just going to be a really good player. He really is. So, I like what I see, see about the Cowboys. The Chargers, all right, all right. I mean, the Chargers just gave the game away. Just to make a long story short, they're, they're, they're still the Chargers, man. They're, they're, there's nothing to talk about. They got a great quarterback. I like their coach. I like their coach. of defense is okay. Asante Samuel's kids. he had a pick in the game. He's going to be pretty good, I think. Give him some time. But they're still the Chargers. They'll never win a close game until I'm dead. They never win a close game. So that's just really the long and the short of it. The Chargers and the Cowboys. Really good game. And the Cowboys get a split. And the Chargers get to go to KC. And that score is probably going to be 45-40. to 40. The first team that plays defense wins. So the Chargers and the Cowboys are right where I thought they would be. Next up, Steelers Raiders in Pittsburgh. Um, the Raiders are two and zero. Weird. Big Ben still. Uh, Big Ben's not looking as good as I thought he would look uh, at the beginning of the season. So that's not great either. He still can't push the ball down the field very much. I mean, he can a little bit, but not as much as he once could at age thirty nine. And the biggest problem with the Steelers it's not just because they're losing people left and right because they lost 3 defensive starters to the same injury. How is that even possible? How do you, how do you have three how do you have three people with groin injuries in the same game? How's, how? How does that happen? One one of them being your new 112 million dollar defensive end that's not great. And they also lost Bud Dupree who's now in Tennessee. So, the Steelers don't have a pass rush, and the biggest issue, and and Deontay Johnson got hurt too, that's not great, and that looked like a serious injury, so he might be out for a while. The big problem with them is they they still can't run the ball. And it's not Najee's fault, Najee Harris throwing people out of the club. That dude's going to be a monster. I got a problem with him. It's not his fault. Anybody watch watched that game know it's not Najee Harris' fault that the Steelers can't run the ball. It's their offensive line. They stink. They they, they they don't run block. They don't run block, and they can't pass protect for Ben. So the Steelers have a ceiling. They'll probably go 9-8 because they can't block anybody. I mean, they, they, they can still play defense. But... I, I, ew, I might have to pump the brakes on the Steelers so they get their offensive line fixed. As far as the Raiders are concerned, hey, look, Derek Carr has took it upon himself to have a great start to the season, man. Like, you got to give the guys credit. He leads the league 812 yards passing through two weeks. Uh, I think he's number two or three in the league in touchdown passes. Uh, so, hey, it, it, it's it's a it's a good start for the Raiders, and we'll see if they can keep it up. Next up, a couple more here. San Fran at Philly. Uh, I told you San Fran was going to win on Thursday's show. I was right about that. Uh, But what I didn't think was that the San Francisco 49ers would, one, run out of running back so quickly, and, two, the fact that the Eagles only scored 11 points. They scored 11 points. Zach Ertz had three catches, Like, like one catch. I think Zach Ertz had one catch the entire game. Like, I, what, we need somebody, we, I need to get somebody on this show that could tell me from Philly what the hell is going on with him. What What's going on here? Like, this guy's a lot better than this. I can tell you that much. I, I, I hate the Eagles, but he's, he's better than that. Oh, and the Eagles' injury bug is back because Brandon Graham tore his Achilles. So that's not great either. I still believe in Jalen Hurts, not Rager. I still believe in Jalen Hurts. Um, but look, I I think we just got pumped the crazy because when the Eagles play competent defenses, this is kind of what you get. They played the Falcons week one, who are horrible, who are absolutely an, an atrocity waiting to happen. I mean, their defense—they haven't had a defense since I was fat and were and getting bullied in middle school. Okay, that's how long ago it's been. It's just—it's just—this is just horrible. With, with, with the Falcons. They, they got to get it together defensively. Because Matt Ryan can't win games 45-40 to 40 every week. Okay? As far as the Eagles go, I mean, you scored 11 points. I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? What, uh, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know if I like your coach. I don't know what's going on there. The Eagles are just a mind dump. I would I would have said something different, but it, I'm still at home. But it it it's it's just confusing, and San Fran and San Fran's gonna be there in the end. And look, uh, the only problem I have with them is they can't figure out who their quarterback's gonna be because uh, Shanahan loves Jimmy G apparently, and everybody else want, want want Trey Lance because Jimmy G, you can set your second hand to it. That guy gonna get hurt too we we talking about Carson Wentz, we'll get to him in a minute. But Carson Wentz got hurt again. Jimmy G is as injury-prone and brittle as Carson Wentz. So they're going to have to figure out their quarterback situation, and they're going to have to find running backs because they're running out of them because all of them are hurt. So uh, good win for the 49ers, um, but nah, I didn't take a whole lot from that because I just had left with more questions than answers from that game. A game that I didn't have a whole lot of questions about were the Patriots and the Jets. The Patriots get their first win of the season. Um, Look, I'm not going to make this a big Patriots deal. They played the New York Jets. Zach Wilson's going to be a lot better. Uh, He's going to have better days, but he played Bill Belichick. He's a rookie. It didn't work out for him. Four interception day. J.C. had two of them. Devin McCourty had one. I think Adrian Phillips had the other. Look, the page, the Patriots' defense is gonna keep us in many games. Um, I need to figure out why Mac Jones is not throwing the ball down the field. Um, I got I don't really like that too much. I, I I'm not very impressed with the Patriots' offense. Um, because you're gonna to have to score more than what let's say score 25 points. Okay, they're not gonna play the Jets every week. They're gonna they're gonna have to um they're gonna have to get that fixed. They really are because uh. Throwing this check down and all this other stuff. they 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 playing the Saints Sunday in Foxborough. Um, all right. I mean, they're playing Jameis. I I think they'll win that game because defense. But when they play Tom Brady next Sunday, uh, two Sundays from now on NBC Sunday Night Football, um, all that, all that check down and all that stuff, that ain't going to work. So uh, we need to figure this out and figure this out quick because the Buccaneers are coming to town. And uh, Tom will have something for us. It's just a matter of, will we have something for him? Because defensively, I think we will. I'm talking about offensively. Uh, Very, very unimpressive offensive performance, but a very, very impressive defensive performance by the New England Patriots last Sunday against the New York Jets. A couple other uh, uh, last-minute reactions I had. Um, Again, Carson Wentz got hurt again. The Rams are really, really good. Uh, that was a, that was a very nice win uh, at the Colts uh, in front of Peyton Manning and Edra James. So good job on the Col- uh, good job by the Rams. Tennessee g- had a just a great comeback. That was just great again against the Seahawks. That's a big win for them. Uh, the the Colts are in disarray because they don't have a quarterback now, um, and their offensive line has not been very impressive to me, uh, the first two weeks of watching them. Carson Wentz has been hit a lot and now it so I, I'm a I'm out on the Colts because now they don't have an offensive line and now they don't have a quarterback and it's only week two. So that's not great either. Um couple other things. Look, the Bears got their first win of the year. Dalton got hurt. Um but you know what? Forget I'm not gonna list all the all the People got hurt. Uh, Quarterback injuries, a really, really big problem. Week two, the last two years, has been ravaged with injuries. Really, really, really unfortunate stuff. Tua got hurt. Bradley Chubb got hurt again for the Broncos. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out. We mentioned Brandon Graham. We mentioned Carson Wentz. uh, So, Really, really not great, and I don't know what that's all about. Maybe it's the off-season training or lack thereof. Maybe it's the strength and conditioning, but a lot of people having a lot of serious injuries, and we, we wish all of them very speedy recoveries. Uh, and finally, uh, yesterday Aaron Rodgers and the Packers got off the schneid. They beat the Detroit Lions 35-17. Aaron Rodgers does what he does on Monday Night Football, through four touchdowns, no picks. That's his 25th time doing that one behind Tom Brady and Drew Brees for the most in NFL history. So uh, that was a good milestone for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers getting a win against the Detroit Lions in their home opener. All right, looking ahead to week three uh, real quick before I sign off, a couple big games that we're looking at. The biggest being Rams hosting the Bucks on, on Fox at 425. Tom Brady and the world champs coming to town to Grace SoFi Stadium. Think there's going to be a lot of Bucks fans They want to make the trip to L.A. And if you ask me right now, this may be a big preview of the NFC Championship game late January 2022 in SoFi Stadium. The host of this year's Super Bowl on NBC. Also, uh, the, the Patriots play the Saints, as I mentioned before. Cowboys, Eagles on Monday night football. Uh, look, and then you got the Chargers and KC, uh, the, the main and marquee one o'clock game on CBS. So that that's going to be a very, very good slate of games. Only a couple of big games I want to ch- uh, chime in with the crew. And those are the three we're really going to talk about Thursday night for the Always 100 Podcast Week 3 Preview. All right, that wraps up uh, another edition of the Always 100 Podcast Reaction Show. Thank you for joining me. My name is Quinn. Please follow the show again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts, or on Anchor FM for absolutely free. Like, subscribe, and rate. I really appreciate it. Until Thursday night, enjoy the show. Peace.